Social media is f***ing us up. Welcome to the Nuggets of Knowledge podcast with your host, Eli Perry. If this is your first time listening, I do want to let you know, I'm glad to have you here. You know, this podcast is designed specifically to help individuals think bigger. Our big focus is providing you the insights that you need in order to elevate your game. The cool thing about this podcast is we're packaging this information in bite-sized amounts for you to digest. We call these nuggets and we got plenty of these nuggets. With that being said, our job on this podcast is to help provide you these nuggets so that you don't have to spend your time going out and sifting through all the information and get it yourself. We want to provide you the insight so that it can plant the seeds so that when you do have the time to go out and get it, you at least have a basis for what you want to look for. On today's podcast, we're going to ruffle some feathers. All right. We're going to we're going to push the status quo. We're going to kind of go against the grain of the way uh, that we think about some things. All right. On this episode, we're going to talk about the 10 big hot takes on life in your 20s. Let me say this again. The 10 big hot takes on life in your 20s. Now, we're just going to keep it very straightforward. All right. We're going to I want to provide you this information in in a way that uh, it helps you think differently about your situation. Right. I'm 26. I can't say that I live. I've lived all of my 20s. I still got some years to go, but I can tell you the first half of my 20s, I've gained a good bit of, of experiences to be able to speak on this. All right. So with that being said, as a, a middle aged 20 year old, yeah, whatever that means. Number one. We're diving straight into it. Throw that work-life bullshit out the door. Now, the thing about balance is that it exerts so much energy. It creates so much stress. You ever looked at gymnastics and you've seen uh, women's gymnastics and they're doing balance beam acts? I don't know if you know this, but balancing on balance beams, let alone doing tricks on a balance beam, is incredibly difficult. You get tired, right? Work-life balance keeps you in limbo of tiredness. I believe that there's a lack of balance when we struggle to do the things that give us purpose. We want to balance, quote unquote, from the things that drain us. So, for example, if your job isn't fulfilling, then you might need to find the balance to spend time with friends or family that give you the purpose to fill. There is no balance. Let's let's remove that word out of our like they just to remove the word balance. Stop thinking of balance because that means you have to give and take from some areas. There is simply just life with various moments. Stop seeking 50-50 exchange and seek more meaningful moments. Be completely immersed in the moments that you have throughout your days, weeks, months, and years in your 20s. Work-life balance, it just doesn't exist. It's just a lifestyle. Choose your lifestyle how you want it to be. Hot take number two. Oh, okay. Live to the extremes. So what I mean by this is, you know, don't don't go out of control and be completely wild, right? But living in extremes gives you the freedom to indulge. Indulging in your 20s is important because it, it, you get the funk out, right? Moderate indulging is natural to human behavior. It's natural to animal behavior. You got to think 
when animals come across food, they indulge so that they don't have to continuously eat. They they have satisfaction so that they get rid of their hunger. Living in extremes helps introduce us to new experiences. It helps us to identify where we can navigate life and create a lifestyle. If we stay within the confined spaces of what others are saying we should live like or the things that people are providing for us, if we just take, take, take and live in those moments, we won't know what it is that we truly want. So when we live in those extremes, it facilitates growth. We need to stop feeling guilty for indulging and experiencing things on the extreme, traveling to extreme areas, trying extreme foods, partying. Partying isn't a bad thing when you party all the time. That's a problem. Moderation. But partying when you have reason to party is a hell of a time. You know, indulging in food. Hey, listen, indulge in, in food and have a great time because you can burn that shit off. But when you continuously eat bad or wrong, then it creates dysfunction. So but it's also the same thing when you when you have an extreme diet, when you have an extreme diet. You're going to be forced to indulge, to kick back into your baseline. Right. So we can define our baseline and then go to the extremes out of that baseline to get back in the baseline, whatever that means. Number three, social media is f-ing us up. Social media, it keeps us operating out of mimetic desires towards, you know, seeing what people have and wanting that. Buying what others are buying, sticking in the trend is how we stay a consumer inside of a capitalistic America. Going on social media, it caters towards individuals who are constantly seeking validation, who want public approval for the decisions that they're making, who want the support to say, hey, if everybody's doing it, I guess it's okay for me to do it. Hey, if everybody thinks this way, I guess it's okay for me to think this way. But the thing about social media is flooded with distractions, right? The moment you open up Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you might not realize it, but when you scroll and you look at a video, whether it's seven seconds to a minute and you look at about 30 of them, that's a lot of time that passes. So the big thing about social media is you are either leveraging social media or you're getting distracted by social media. Number four, carbs. Oh, snap. What is he going to say? Carbs are okay. Stay the hell away from sugar, though. Right. Sugar is wrecking our body and our energy output. So sugar, nah. But carbs, yeah. What's wrong with it? Right. You want rich carbs like potatoes, rice, beans, like carbs are essential for our energy. What's not okay is mixing carbs with fats, like high fat foods with high fat sugar like that. That's just a deadly combination. Cakes, cookies, all that stuff. That's a deadly combination. Flour, deadly combination. You don't you want to stay away from that stuff. You want to stick to high fiber carbs, carbs that are whole carbs for you. Because the thing about carbs is that it gives you the necessary fuel. When you see carbs as fuel, it'll change the dichotomy of how you diet. Understand that carbs is your fuel. So it's all about timing and it's about activity. So if you are heavily indulging in carbs, that's bad if you have low activity levels because it's going to store as fat. 
If you're looking to take your workouts to the next level, if you're looking to take your performance to the next level, you need carbs. You need a carb load so that you have the energy to be able to provide the energy output so that you can elevate your performance to max, to give you maximal effort with your performance. But the thing about carbs is there's good carbs for you to have in your diet. It's ideal to have carbs in your diet that provide you the fuel you'll need. And the thing about carbs is there's quick release carbs like sugar that give you a crash. But then there's slow releasing carbs. There's fiber in carbs, the carbs that give you slow release energy so that you can perform throughout the day over a long stretch of time. Number five, stop working out of desperation, especially in your 20s. Listen, don't be afraid of the work. There's nothing in life that doesn't require work, at least nothing meaningful. But we often think that we are working hard. In reality, we're working out of desperation. There's a difference. Work like you're getting something, not like you hope you get something. Huge difference. I see. I learned this the hard way. Hustle culture it convinces us that it's cool to cut out sleep. And muscle through the grind. Hustle culture made it cool to brag about how hard it is. And how if you don't stress yourself, then you won't get rich. When you strain to get things done, that's working out of desperation. That's working out of the fear that you might not get what you're after. See, working hard is being completely immersed in a moment with supreme confidence that the job will get done. That the results you're after are going to deliver. It's not about ignoring rest. It's not even about feeling guilty for being tired. Athletes don't go full throttle 24-7 every hour in the day. No, that's not humanly possible. That's not sustainable. They go hard in sessions to rest in between. Naval talks about how real work gets done. I love his quote about this. He, he said, 40-hour work weeks are the relic of the industrial age. Knowledge workers function like athletes. Train and sprint, then rest and reassess. Spitting facts, right? The number six, big hot take. Learn sales. Understanding the fundamentals of sales will unlock huge opportunities in everything, everything you do. Sales is, is all about communication. It's about how can you share an idea? How can you get people to follow that idea? How can you identify problems? How can you fulfill needs? How can you articulate a message and exchange value so that you get something out of return for giving something to someone else? Whether it's information, whether it's product or service, it's not about convincing, though. It's not about persuading it's about identifying and working along with someone or a group of people to find the solution that best fits both parties or all parties involved. Think about sales is that if you want yourself to stand out amongst others, if you want to perform at a high level, if you want to get the opportunity that you're after, you have to know how to sell yourself. If you're an athlete, your sales is your performance. You have to be able to demonstrate that I know what I am doing and I'm good at it. And I'm willing to outwork the individual who's in front of me for it. That's yourselves. You sell that you are good at what you do. If you're in business, if you're in a relationship, if you're looking for a job, if you're 
having a conversation with someone, if you're on a date or maybe you want to get into real estate and you're negotiating or you want to buy a car and you're negotiating, if you're simply telling a story or just talking with people, you're doing sales. I firmly believe that in your 20s, understanding the art of how to deliver an offer is ideal for your development in the future for yourself. I strongly encourage everyone in their 20s to understand how to take rejection, take rejection to the face so that it can build persistence. And once you're proficient at it, boom, by the time you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you're already ahead. You're already ahead of being able to operate in a way where you understand how to exchange value. That's a valuable skill to have. And I do want to take this time to really point out that this podcast, we're building this up in public. We're building some momentum up. We're starting to try new ways to create content. We're getting into the flow of things. You know, we we ask that, hey, if you take some value away from this, share it with others. If you take value away from it, follow the podcast, follow what we're putting out. Yes. Can you get this information for free? Absolutely. You can 100% get this information for free. The big thing about the podcast is our main focus is so that you don't have to go out and, and spend the countless number of hours scouring through all of the information just to get to some simple talking points that we actually talk about. Our main focus is to help provide the information in packaged, bite-sized, digestible format and to be able to take value away from something like that. That's why we call them nuggets. So we ask, hey, if you take some nuggets away from this podcast, share it with some others. And of course, follow us and and we can provide more and and give you more of that, especially when it comes to performance, productivity and marketing. Now we're going to talk about number seven. Number seven is something that. I believe um, is a is a big a pandemic inside of the the twenty year olds, Gen Z, millennial. I don't know. So, number seven. This is this is a huge one. All right. We worry too much. Like chill the f- out. We care too much as a generation about our future. And there's something called the eighty percent rule, similar to desperation. I remember I was riding my road bike on a new segment. I love cycling. It's something new that I got into. And, you know, I I came across a great segment that's just flat. The whole thing is flat. And I'm like, yo, I'm a strain to get through. I want to go as fast as I can for as long as I can. Inside of 45 minutes, I want to see how far I can go. And I did like about 15 miles, like 15 to 16 miles. The next go around I was like, instead of going hard, I'm going to just kind of chill. Like, I'm going I'm to I'm just chill. I'm going to get into a good cadence, which is a good pace. I'm going to do the same 15 miles. And I'm just going to enjoy the view. I'm going to enjoy kind of being in sync with everything. I have my music playing and everything. I finished that 15 miles. And guess how much time I did that 15 miles? So prior to that, I busted my ass to do it in 45. This go around, I did it in 47. So there's a certain level of want before we experience diminishing returns. I could have easily went hard, but is that like, is, are those little bit of minutes worth it though? Like I was like, man, I was straining like for that 45. But the big thing is with the diminishing returns is that we get to a point where 
we max out, we actually do less than if we were to go 80%. At 80%, we could end up doing more over a sustained period of time. Let's say you had a marathon. You would not do a dead sprint starting off the line of the marathon. If you did, you're an idiot. You're going to die. You won't be able to finish the marathon, right? It's not possible. If you're smart with a marathon, you'll find a steady pace that you can consistently do so that you can finish the marathon at a good time. So instead of sprinting hard, take it, take it down a few notches. The, the work is still going to get done, but you'll be able to enjoy it more. Take a relaxed and steady pace approach. So relax, relax. If you want something done, do it with the firm belief that it doesn't require maximal effort 24-7, seven days a week. It takes sustained effort. So when you're 20s, if you you want to you want to make money, you want to be a millionaire, you you want to invest, you want to do all these things, you want to have this big network, you want to do, you want to find success, you want to you want to be the top in your field. You want to be the best at your game. Understand that you don't got to work out of desperation, work out of sustained effort with the firm belief that it's going to happen. Baby steps turn to miles over time. As long as you're staying focused and your mind's on the work, it's going to get done. Number eight, learn to know what you don't know. This is a skill. I love this. Learn to know what you don't know. So I'm going to say this for all of you who are listening. This isn't like a like a riddle. <laughs> but this is an actual thing. So I came across the Rumsfeld Matrix, which points out what it means to know things. So it's like the known matrix. And there's four. There's four parts of the matrix. Number one, we know when we know about something, when we have firm belief. So we know what we know when we have firm belief about something, right? So this is called the known knowns. So I know X, Y, and Z. Like I know one plus one equals two. So this is like a known fact to us as an as an individual, right? When we learn new things, we already know what we want to learn because we don't know it. So anytime we ask specific questions or specifically seek information to understand This is what we call the known unknowns. The thing about learning is that we begin to make connections along the way. So the more you learn about specific things, the more connections you can make and the broader the information gets. Once we begin to tie previously learned information and ideas with new ideas, we experience intuition, a sense of, wow, I didn't know I knew that. This is the unknown knowns, the things that we didn't know that we already knew. Here's where it gets interesting. The unknown unknown. This is where we have to develop the skill of managing uncertainty because this is where we unlock discovery. The unknown unknown is not knowing what you won't know. The mystery, right? The future, for example, we don't know what's in the future. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what could happen or could not happen. Here's the deal, though. When we can live to manage in the unknown unknown, this uncertainty will unlock a superpower. Curiosity. Number nine. Learn how to invest in your 20s or as soon as you can. What I mean by invest, invest your money, invest your time, invest your energy, invest your joy. 
into things that are going to give you a return. Stop spending time with distractions. Stop spending money partying with no reason, buying things that I mean, you won't use in five years. Stop spending your sanity doing things that you know don't provide a purpose for you. Stop spending and start investing so that you can reward yourself in the future. Your 20s are based off of investing, setting seeds. Here's the deal, though. I think we confuse experience with investment and spending. So some of us might say like, oh, your 20s, you know, work your ass off so that in your 30s you can. And then some people are also saying, hey, you want to enjoy your 20s so that in your 30s you have no regrets. It's important to understand what is your purpose? If your purpose, if you want to find purpose in being free, exploring, traveling, you want to experience new things in your 20s, hey, do that. Don't feel guilty for pursuing a life doing that in your 20s. If you're someone who's saying, hey, I want to take my time doing the things that provide me experience of skill and knowledge so that I can leverage that when I'm older, when I'm in my 30s, 40s, 50s, then do that. The big thing is, what is the reason why you do things? If your reason behind doing things is because you're getting a return out of it, that's the way to think about it. It's an investment. That's a return on investment. If you're doing something and you don't know why you're doing it or it doesn't fulfill a purpose, that's spending. That's a waste. So you define that for yourself. And last one. All right. Last one. Surround yourself around people who push you to do better. Your circle of influence. You are the total sum of the people you associate yourself with. All right. So if you're a five, say you're a five and you hang around ones and twos. You're not going to be a five for long. And I'm not talking about looks. I'm talking about like quality of a person, of an individual. Let's say you, you want to be an artist but you're hanging around people who don't create anything. You you won't be motivated to continue to create. You won't be influenced to create. If you hang around people who are creating, they're going to elevate your game. If you're a five and you surround yourself around 20s and 30s, people who are doing big shit, you won't stay a five for long. You're going to elevate yourself. And it's not even just addition. A lot of times when you surround yourself around the right people, they multiply everything you do. Because they connect you with other like-minded individuals. So your network is just constantly compounding and multiplying. And you're growing in ways that you would have never thought imaginable because, hey, you're in a friend group who might hold you down, who you might feel like you're different than, and they point it out. If you surround yourself around people who question why you do what you do, they're like, why are you doing that? Why, Why would you do that? That's goofy. Oh, that's weird. Oh, you're not going to have success. These are the wrong people to be around. They're going to convince you that it's okay not to do what you want to do. When you surround yourself around individuals who inspire you to take action, you're like, wow, I can't believe they did that. Damn, I got to step it up. Wow, they hold me accountable. Wow, they want to get into this deal. Wow, they want to help out with this. Wow, they're sharing my stuff. Wow, I'm sharing their stuff. Wow, there's a connection being made. These are the individuals you want to surround yourself around. And hey, you might have to cut some people out. Go ahead and get it knocked out now. Otherwise, they'll continue to hold you down and you'll lift your head up years later in the future and you'll resent everyone in your circle. Spend your time around the individuals who provide 
growth for you. So what I mean by all this is find a way to build your network, whether it's colleagues, social media connections, friend groups, relationships. Be aware of the individuals you share your time and ideas with. And that's all we got for you. That's 10. That's 10 hot takes. Hot takes in your 20s. 